Hey everybody, I want to talk about a product and platform that I absolutely love and our latest sponsor, Interseller, the prospecting and outreach platform of choice for recruiters and sellers. Whether you're doubling down on business development or recruiting talent, Interseller does all the heavy lifting of finding contact data, automating the email and follow-up process, and syncs all that rich data into 20-plus CRM and ATS platforms. Reach out now and get going on a two-week free trial and let them know you heard about it from Adam on the podcast today. Check out the link on the website. Appreciate it. Welcome to the podcast, where we introduce you to incredible humans who share their journeys with the mission to inspire you to harness your own inner tenacity to drive your life and career forward. And now, your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and the brightest from the world of business, marketing, and entrepreneurship to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. For the last two decades, my guest, social entrepreneur Amy Mallon, has worked at the intersection of Hollywood and philanthropy. Her expertise is connecting celebrities and purpose-driven brands with deserving nonprofits to raise millions of dollars for their noble causes while creating group media campaigns, global media campaigns that shine a spotlight on their wonderful work. And Amy and her husband, Scott, are the co-founders of the True Heart Social Impact Search Engine, a new platform that allows people to change the world with every search. I'm really interested in this and we'll get to it. And Amy, a little bit of her backstory. She herself is a survivor of domestic violence, sexual assault, and human trafficking. It's a crazy story and we'll, we'll get into it. And, uh, you know, her, her vulnerability and transparency really shines and she's really uh, turned what was a horrible, horrific, tragic time in her life into such a positive uh, and making a real impact. I'm excited to share her story and her journey to help make the world a safer and more loving place for children's, for her children's and their children's generation. I'm excited to unpack her career and life journey and discuss her book, True Heart, A Love Manifesto from an Unbreakable Spirit. Amy, I know that was a mouthful, and I'm done talking. So let's do this. Amy Mallon, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me on your awesome show, Adam. I'm really happy to be here with you. And and likewise, and we were talking offline before just about this crazy small world that we live in. We're talking about Vinny Pazzitivo, um, someone who you've known for 20 years, someone who I've known recently, and it's just the way the world works, right? That certain people are just meant to connect. Absolutely. Yeah, I've felt that my entire life. I I love it when the universe has a plan and it all comes together. I think sometimes people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. But of course, regardless of how long they're here, I think everyone has beautiful lessons that they can teach you on your journey. Absolutely. And I think it's really critical before we get into the most recent chapters of your life to talk about your past. We've all have pasts and we can't go back and change them. But what we can do is talk about them as, as much as we can and talk about how they have affected us, how they've made us who we are and how they've affected us in the good, the bad, the ugly and what we've done about it to to make a real change. So um, I am not going to pretend to be able to tell your story. It's quite impactful. I would love if you could share with our audience the Amy Mallon journey. Sure. Um, You know, I think if my life had uh, two theme words, they would be love and service. And these are important lessons that I've learned on my 43 years on this beautiful earth. My personal and professional life are inextricably linked. 
because I decided to devote myself to living a life of love and service um, because of the tragedy and traumas that I've overcome in my life um, as a survivor of domestic violence and sexual assault and human trafficking. There were so many points in my life where I didn't think that I was going to live to see another day, but I made a promise to myself that if I did, I would dedicate my life to giving back and I would make sure that I didn't go through all of these horrible things in vain. I wanted to use my pain as a powerful way to help other people. And on my journey of healing, I've you know tried all of these different modalities from talk therapy to music meditation, yoga, Pilates, um, and the most powerful tool for me to function at a really high level in society and to be a great mom to my kids, a great wife to my wonderful husband, Scott, to be a successful entrepreneur. The number one thing that I credit to saving me is giving back. So when I was volunteering, what I discovered was that everybody has some sort of tragedy or trauma or pain in their past. Nobody is alone in that. No. And so when I realized that I wasn't the only one in the world suffering, and when I devoted my time and my heart and my energy to volunteering and helping other people, I connected and formed these bonds on a really deep level. And that helped heal me. And I realized that I wasn't alone and things didn't feel so insurmountable. You know, it makes me perspective. Yeah, perspective. And it makes me think so much of the last year that or actually year and a half or so that the world has been through. Yeah. With the pandemic, um, you know, we've seen mental health crisis on the rise. It's a real epidemic in this country. And it always takes me back to one of the most important things that I know saves lives. And that is calling and checking on the people Absolutely. you love. We forget because, to do that. Yeah. Sometimes you don't realize um, the things that you say or do can have such a profound impact on other people in a positive way. And someone could be struggling with depression or anxiety so or PTSD episodes. And then you call Adam and the day that you call and you ask, how are Absolutely. you? And you really listen and you show up with love and support. That could be the lifeline that someone needs at the right to moment at on. the right time. So, yeah. so let's, yeah. let's, let's pause there for a moment. And I, and I urge everyone, we're not going to spend this episode, um, you know, going all the way back to Amy's past, but if you're interested, uh, we'll link it up afterward. She's done a couple of interviews where she really dives into that. So we're going to really talk about the positive, but before we get into the true positive, I'd love to talk for a moment about the transition. I'd love to talk about that that time. And, you know, we'll, we'll take it back, you know, when you actually moved to New York City to escape that awful space in your life. I think you're around 19, 20 years old. Yeah, I mean, we could literally talk for weeks about how I escaped um, from being trafficked. But the important part is that I was able to do it. And in making the move from Miami to New York at 19 years old, I had four suitcases, about $300 to my name, and I borrowed the money for the plane ticket um, from a friend to get there. So it was literally a life-saving move. Um, I didn't to. know anybody there. I didn't have a place to live. I was homeless when I got there. I, 
actually met people on the streets of New York and on the subway. A little different 20 years ago. Yeah. As a mom, I would never allow my children to do the things that I had to do to survive, but I needed to do them. And that's why I'm here, you know, chatting with you on your show today. Um, But boy, was I lucky because there were some strangers that were so kind to me and they let me sleep on their couches or they gave me some sheets and I slept on their floor and they bought me meals when I couldn't afford any food. To the, eat. The, the good of humanity, the good, it balances I, out the, 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 the bad out there. And, you know, how, how, how important was that good of the good people of New York to restore your faith in humanity at a time when you needed it most in your life, Amy? Oh, it meant everything to me. You know, growing up, my my Niman Tata, my grandma and grandpa who raised me, they played Frank Sinatra's New York, New York. It was their favorite song. And so I always had the line in my head, if I can make it here, I'm going to make it anywhere. And that was kind of my my motto. So when I moved to New York with nothing and my my whole family was New Yorkers, like New York is in my blood. It's in my heart forever. When I when I came to this amazing city with this beautiful energy and these incredible people and I felt welcomed when I had nothing, I knew it was going to be one of the biggest challenges of my life. But if I was able to do it, then I was able to accomplish make it here. Anything. You can make it anywhere. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy about New York. I'm, I'm a born and born and raised lifeblood New Yorker. It's something that I take so much pride in. I talk about it all the time. But it's that those, those two polar opposites of what New York could do to you. It could open up its heart and show you everything and give you everything that you need because it has New York. She has everything you need. But she could also be the deepest, darkest place and you could find yourself in, in, in you know, the darkest gutters in the city. And that's really what makes New York so, so absolutely crazy. Where was the first spark about, you know, the, the business side saying that I want to take this tragedy and be able to help others. And by doing so, you know, create a business that is going to give me passion, purpose, money, right? Be able to care for yourself and your family in the future. Um, what was that point? Take us back to that. Yeah. So growing up, I was always fascinated with entertainment and Hollywood. It always seemed so magical to me. I didn't have any direct connections to the industry. So when I moved to New York, I started my business cold calling, literally just randomly calling the companies that I wanted to work with. I also saved up all of this money that I would earn from you know, some jobs when I got to New York to show up at the offices of the companies that I mm. wanted to work with and befriend the receptionists. And I would buy them Smart. like bagels and coffee or flowers and donuts. And I would just sit there and chat with them. And I said, hey, can you just give me five minutes with your boss? And most of the women looked at me like I was nuts and was like, no, I'm not going to risk my job over here yeah, right. to know you. And, you know, I was I was really tenacious, but also, I think, kind about it. And I said, look, I have no other uh, choice but to succeed. Like, I cannot go back to where I came from. So this is my new home. And I, I have to make it here. And I know I, I have leaving. something special to offer. So just give me a chance. And after coming back for a few weeks, there were a few people who said, all right, you know, you've proven that you're a good human being. I'll give you a few minutes with my boss. And I was able to land some meetings and, you know, close my first few clients in the entertainment industry, um, most of them record label clients at the time. And I decided from doing this work that if I could gather all of these people together 
hundreds to thousands of people for these amazing entertainment industry events, we might as well rally people around a great cause and use it as an opportunity to raise funds and awareness for deserving nonprofits. And so that was a way where I can use my time, my talent, my heart, Influence. my passion Love for it. giving back and have it all come full circle to really make a difference. Who gave you your first break? Who was that first person? Well, one of my first clients, it's it's a crazy story of how we kind of started this conversation to talk about how things are like a small world and kind of meant to be when you meet people. But I actually uh, made a friend at a nightclub in New York, one of my first few weeks there. And it turned out that his roommate was an executive at Jive Records, which at the time was home to Britney Spears and NSYNC and lots of other big artists. And so I got invited to a cocktail party um, at his home and I got the time of the party wrong. So I ended up showing up an hour early and I was the first person there. <laughs> and, you know, when Aaron opened the door, he's like, oh, you're an hour early. So I said, well, let me help you set up. You know, I love hosting parties. So I'm sitting there like helping him, you know, put out the hors d'oeuvres and he was playing a record. And I've just always been like a nerd for music. I, yeah. I DJed for 10 years, so I have a, a pretty good ear. And so when this record came on, I heard this hook and to me it was kind of undeniable. And I said to Aaron, is this a Teddy Riley remix? And he's like, that's crazy that you could pick that you out. Picked it I up. said, yeah, I just know it from like the guitar lick. And it was a remix of NSYNC's Bye Bye Bye. Hmm. And I said, well, what are you going to do with this record? Like, this is really cool. And yeah, he said, you well, the label doesn't have any plans. So I said, listen, why don't you let me do a white label campaign? Which uh -huh. means that I would take the vinyl and send it to DJs, club DJs yep. and radio DJs around the world. And he said, you can do that? And I said, yeah, absolutely. So that was one of my first projects, which also and taught me a very valuable business lesson. I did not calculate the cost of international shipping. So I lost <laughs> thousands of dollars but, doing that project. But, but what relationships did those open up for you? What would, Yeah, what was the uh, ROI on that? The non-financial ROI, right? It was the experience because I got my foot in the door with, with Jive. I had an amazing you showed your value. Study. You proved yeah, your value from, exactly. From that project, and then I signed all these other record and, labels. So, and it we was talk great. about that all the time, right? We talk about that that you know, in, in this day and age, people are so resistant to, you know, if you want to call it working for free or working at an insanely reduced rate to get an opportunity. I mean, I I don't want to say that that's disappearing, but you know, why is that not? There, there's such value to that. We talk about, you know, people talk about internships, unpaid internships. You know what? You're gaining a ton of experience. It doesn't always have to be paid, right? You're getting access to something. So it, it's one of those things where, listen, if you want something hard enough, you're going to do whatever the hell it takes. So, you know, tell us, you know, tell us about Intuit Media, right? Like, was that, was that the first, was that the first iteration? Yeah. So um, that was the company I started when I moved to New York. And then I just did a rebrand of my company when I was pregnant with our son about 11 years ago because I wanted the name to reflect the heart-centered work that we were doing. And so the name True Heart just spoke to me and felt like it was much more on brand of the work that my husband Scott and I were doing day in and day out to try to inspire people to join us in doing good every single day. So let's, let's, let's talk about your husband, Scott, for a moment, if you don't mind, um, you know, real, real quick, uh, how, like, how and when did you, did you meet him and how important was it, was he to come into your life at that specific time? 
Oh, it was amazing. Um, Scott helped me heal my heart and I credit my children for saving my soul. They are such an important part of my journey of healing and my path to recovery. So knowing that I have this partner who unconditionally loves me and supports me is the most beautiful gift. I showed up to our relationship with like a house full of, you know, baggage and emotional trauma to work through. And my husband didn't run away. He embraced it. And he's been the most amazing supportive partner. So much so that when I was pregnant with our son 11 years ago, I said, hey, let's um, work together and you should become a partner in my company because I think we both have a very special set of skills that are different from one another and we would make a great team. And so I know a lot of spouses cannot work together and think that it's kind of crazy that we do, but you know, it, it works and look, we're human. So, you know, it's not perfect a hundred percent of the time, but 95% of the time it's freaking awesome. And I think since Scott became my business partner, we've achieved, you know, greater levels of success together. And it feels good to be able to like fall back with my eyes closed and know that I have someone, you know, I love that. That's tremendous. And and before we continue with this story, there's something important that I want to talk about, because I think there's many, many people, unfortunately, who have gone through similar uh, circumstances and situations. How today at the age of 43, how do you manage that PTSD on a daily basis? What are some of those mechanisms? Listen, it's never going to go away. It happened. You can't erase it. It's etched. It's etched in your soul. And how do you manage that day-to-day effects of the PTSD? How do you manage that stress of, of you know not letting it get to you, not taking it out on the people that are closest to you? Yeah, um, there were many years where... I was trying to dig myself out of a hole of depression and anxiety and where I'd have PTSD and panic attack episodes, um, not just in private, also in public places. And it got really scary because, you know, if you know anything about um, trauma or have anyone in your life who's been a victim or a survivor of interpersonal violence, um, you know that you can be triggered and you can't control when these episodes happen. No, they're external factors. Yeah, it becomes really um, overwhelming. And there were there were times when I was experiencing those episodes where it felt like I was going to die, like I had no control over my body. Um, But through, you know, as I mentioned earlier, lots of different healing modalities that I've tried and adopted over the years. One of the best ones for me, aside from acts of service, has been hot yoga because it's not only such a great workout, but it's also cleansing we store a lot of issues in our tissues. And so when you do yoga, there are these positions that are hip openers where a lot of trauma is stored. And so it literally comes up and then you breathe into it and you're- Pigeon's a good one for that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, And so so hot yoga has been invaluable for me, meditation. But the other important thing is that I realized, and this was a a choice that I realized I was able to make on a daily basis, that my past doesn't get to affect my present and destroy my future. So those things that happened to me in the past, they are over, they are done with. I am a survivor. I rose like a phoenix from the ashes and they cannot overtake me. I beat them. And so focusing on the positive that I'm still here reframed it in my mind instead of focusing on the negative 
of all the tragedy and trauma that I dealt with in my life, I instead focused on the lessons that I learned, that I'm unbreakable, that I'm resilient, that I'm strong, that I'm tenacious. And reframing it that way and understanding that every morning I get to choose that I want to wake up and be happy and create beautiful new opportunities every day was one of the most powerful lessons that I've learned on my path to recovery. And I think the other important point to make is a lot of people who are struggling, you know, whether you're a victim of domestic violence, sexual assault, trafficking, whether you're a veteran who's dealing with PTSD issues, any sort of addiction, all anyone who's dealt with trauma deals with these same sort of mental health issues. But we, we sometimes think we have to have it all figured out. You don't need to have the next year, the next 10 years, or the next 50 years figured out. Just make it till tomorrow. And if you baby step it, it doesn't seem so insurmountable. You can make it until tomorrow. So if you hold on for just one more day, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you realize that there's a beautiful path in, in front of you that is accessible. Sage advice. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's going to be super helpful to, to so many up, uh, out there. So to go back to it, um, in my research, I read in one of the company's bios, it says that Trueheart, quote, we are experts at connecting celebrities with purpose-driven brands to team up and raise millions of dollars for deserving nonprofits while shining a spotlight on their incredible work. How does Trueheart split that time between, you know, managing the relationships, vetting the charities, and actually, you know, conjuring up that creative angle to make this all happen. Let's talk a little bit about the business and what really makes it unique. Yeah, so we've really specialized. Our, our niche is in being kind of Hollywood's go-to social impact experts, being able to work with celebrities from music, fashion, television, film, sports, and now this amazing new crop of influencers as well, um, to find out what they're passionate about and to help them use their platform putting it together. for good. Mm -hmm. And then we've also teamed up with some amazing purpose-driven brands. So Fortune 500 companies that understand that, you know, instead of just asking for money and for people to buy their products and services, that they have a responsibility a purpose to help behind transform it. Right, local communities around the world. So we team up those brands with these celebrities who all care about giving back. And we align with these amazing nonprofits who do incredible work to help people, animals, and the planet. Love it. That's that's fantastic. And and let's I mean I'll I'll name drop here for a second. I mean you've worked with some pretty big names out there: Paris Hilton, Megan Fox, Mark Cuban, and 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 countless more. Um, how does how does that vetting process work, right? Because you know I. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it. I, I, I truly believe that most people are good in their heart and they're altruistic and philanthropic and everything. And I also think there's some people that just do it because they feel like they have to. How, how do you kind of get to the root of, because I'm sure most of the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, at first you're dealing with their management or their PR side of it. You know, How do you really vet it and make sure that this is meaningful and, and real versus just, hey, check the box? Yeah, so um, for us, our bullshit meters are pretty sensitive. AKA bullshit meter. Yes, yeah, exactly. So we will never work with a celebrity who's done something, you know, shitty and is just looking for um, a charity project to kind of like be PR. good cover and change the news no. cycle to something positive. We, we only work with people who are showing up with their heart in the right place and they want to give 110% to make a difference. And so, you know, that comes, you know, from doing this work over the last two decades of 
having really great personal relationships with the talent where the majority of time we get to work with them on a personal level as well as working with their teams and understanding where their personal connection to the cause is. You know, so if we're working with a celebrity whose mom or sister passed from breast cancer, we're creating a campaign that he or she will really care about because it resonates with them from their own experience or working with a celebrity who um, served in the military and they wanna help wounded veterans and active duty service members. So we try to, whenever possible, find those personal connections because it means that the passion and the 100%. heart for that issue is going to show up in the most beautiful way. And that's going to emotionally the most genuine, the most authentic, right? Yeah. Exactly. And and I'd love if you could share, you know, what what in your in, in your experience has been one of the more impactful uh, celebrity relationships um, that you've helped put together? Oh, wow. Well, we've done so much amazing work. Uh, I know it's going to sound like a humble brag, but it's, it's OK, able please to create these priceless long term relationships between celebrities and some of our favorite nonprofits. Um, for example, Kristen Bell has been an amazing supporter of Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, which is the umbrella organization for hundreds of local children's hospitals in the U.S. and Canada. And since we asked Kristen a few years ago to appear in the CMN Hospitals media campaign alongside Jennifer Lopez and Twitch and Allison Holker Boss and Chris Pine and a few other wonderful celebrities, Kristen has gone on to do multiple projects with us and is constantly showing up to support this amazing cause. Um, and so those are the sort of opportunities that we love to create. And when celebrities, because they're just like us, we, we treat they're them They're human like, beings. They're human beings. We treat they them eat, like they food. poop. They're just like us. Yeah, <laughs> we don't treat anybody any differently. And so when you do one of these days of service and you're volunteering, whether it be with kids at our local children's hospital or with foster kids or with veterans or at an animal rescue group we're supporting, you get to see firsthand the lives that you're transforming. And so that is where the real connection happens. And we get people to become long-term ambassadors for the cause. Right. They and, I, and I've heard this before and I've seen this before where, uh, you know, a celebrity, an athlete, they volunteer for something. And it's such a completely transformational, eye-opening experience that they they just go all in. And they use all their powers. And, and that's really, that's really you know, what the magic is. So let's talk about, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about the True Heart Search Engine. Tell us a little bit of uh, the origin and where this idea came from, how it works and what it's all about. Yeah. So as you said, um, we also believe that most of the people in this world have big hearts and they care about making a difference. And Scott and I have found that most people just don't have disposable income to donate to charity no. and they've been largely excluded from philanthropy. And we thought that's unfair and there has to be a better way. So we decided to use the power of tech for good and help democratize philanthropy and make it Love more it. inclusive. So when you search with us at trueheart.com, we donate 80% of our net profits to six amazing charities that work to save lives, feed the hungry, protect the planet, promote animal welfare, fight for equality, and support our youth. So it's a free and easy way that you could take your power back and consciously commit to having your searches online make a social environmental impact. And I'm excited to announce on your show something that we just launched yesterday, 
which is really cool. Now, when you search with us at trueheart.com, you can also sign up for our amazing incentive program where you're going to win cash prizes. And very soon, we're also going to be launching priceless experiences. But when cool. you share our True Heart community with your family and friends, you do it just by pressing a button. You get to see yourself on the leaderboard and you earn points anytime your family and friends join our community. And so at the end of the next few weeks, we'll be giving away a $500, $250, and $100 Visa gift card to our top three community members. Great. So now there's also a small incentive for you to do good. Um, yeah, it, it helps. Listen, any, any, anything, anything to help grease the wheels here. And this is pretty awesome. I urge everyone to check it out, and we'll link it up uh, in, the, in the show notes and everything. Let's talk about the book for a moment, True Heart. I love Manifesto from an Unbreakable Spirit. Love the title. Uh, I know there's so much meaning behind it. Who is this book for? Why should they read it? And what is a key takeaway? We'll call that a, a, a triple play here on the podcast. Yeah. So it's not finished yet. Um, it's a work in progress. I'm probably... Could you envision it to be for? With the book. Um, but, you know, it's a mix of a memoir slash self-help book slash an inspirational story. And it's for anybody who has a dream and realizes that they should never, ever, ever give up if they want to make it happen. And that, as I said earlier, you can go through these crazy, traumatic experiences in your life, but they don't get to dictate what your future no. is going to become. And so Absolutely I hope not. that when my book comes out, people will read it and be inspired and feel empowered to take control of their lives and realize that they're in the driver's seat and they get to manifest whatever they want. And we can all have a happy, beautiful, successful life. It's completely well within our control. I love it. And and speaking of a happy, successful life, you know, I, I live by the mantra, happy wife, happy life. I don't know how it's reversed when you're talking about your husband, <laughs> but let me ask you this. Um, what have you, you know, what have you learned about each other through working together that you don't think you would have learned about otherwise if you weren't working together? Positive, negative? Yeah, communication is definitely key. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's not just about speaking what's on your mind. It's also doing it in a kind way. Um, you have to give your partner the most slack that you would give anybody <laughs> in your life because they're the person closest to you. And I think sometimes we have our partners on the shortest leash, so to speak, and we don't have a lot of patience for them. And, you know, we do things to kind of push each other's buttons that piss each other off. And so I think, you know, a, approach all. those interactions with kindness. And the other thing that um, Scott has taught me, and because of my past experiences, um, I had a lot of issues with trust and abandonment. And so it was hard for me. It, it might sound silly, but even like if Scott said, I want to leave and like go play basketball with my friends or, you know, I, I'm going to go take a trip with my buddies from college. Like in the first year or two of our relationship, I had mm. so much anxiety and fear around that because it brought sure. up those issues from my past. It triggered you. And I, I learned obviously that I could trust my husband with my eyes closed. So that wasn't the issue. But that space is actually a beautiful thing. You, especially if you work with your partner and you're around each other like 20 hours a day. Yeah, you, you need to have that physical space, healthy. of course. 
Yes, you need it's that important. time and it's, interests it's, that are separate from each other. So you come back and that's huge. It's a big cool takeaway. Shit to talk about. And exactly. Yeah, and you can cheer each other on. That's beautiful. you need to have that. You need to have you need to have that separation, especially now during the pandemic. I mean, listen, I I, I love my wife and everything, but um, we we need we need a little bit of space. So let, let let's bring it home here. Um, I love I love these conversations. I love meeting people, and this show really has been a a master class, a mastermind for me. And I get to talk to amazing folks like yourself. So let me ask you this, Amy: What is the single greatest piece of advice that you've ever received that you take action on every single day? It could be a oh, mantra. It, it could be something that you say when you wake up in the morning. Yeah, um, I have my favorite lyric of all time uh, inked on my body, and that is by the Beatles: "All you need is love." And I really believe that love is the most powerful force in the universe. It was transformational in my life. And so I think that we all have the opportunity to show up every day with love and kindness. And when we radiate love, people can feel that energy and it's contagious. It helps create a ripple effect of goodness in the world. So I would just remind people that all we need is love. And if we keep coming back to that, you can't go wrong. I, I love it. And and I, I've been thinking about it too. I mean, I got my daughter's name here, my son's going here too. And you know, I'm I'm a music buff too. And I always think about, you know, music lyrics and one that's just been resonating to me all the time. I'm a huge Depeche Mode fan. I think about all I ever wanted, all I ever needed is here in my arms. And I always think about that as literal and cliche as that sounds, whenever I'm holding my kids. Whenever I'm holding my kids, like, you know, that that's what I think about. Um you know, we talked a little bit about the pandemic and we, we talk about silver linings and, and not just silver linings during the pandemic, but we'll talk about that now. Um, I'd love if you could share, you know, a, a personal and professional silver lining that you've experienced over the last, you know, geez, can't believe it's almost, you know, 18, 19 months. Yeah, I think in the pandemic, um, all the days kind of bleed into one. I think Crazy. we kind of lost our ability to keep track of time um, because of this experience. The silver lining on a personal level has been, you know, seeing my kids who are seven years apart be able to spend real quality time together and they've become best friends, which as a mama is like all I want for them. You know, if there's a time when Scott and I are no longer on this earth, I want them to know that they have each they other, have each other. Mm -hmm. and they will always show up and be there for one another. So I've watched them blossom into best buddies and it just makes my heart feel so good. And on a professional level, the silver lining has been, um, you know, we normally, when we do our campaigns with our wonderful celebrity ambassadors, we, we do a lot of press. We're out there in the field, you know, on set at all these TV shows, doing interviews. Well, you know, pre-pandemic, we might have been only uh, able to do two or three in a day because of all the travel time to get right. from one interview to another. Now, being able to do these interviews, you know, via Zoom and other platforms, we've been able to bang out like eight or ten in a day. So from a press perspective, That's we get great. to spread the word on a much bigger level for the causes we care about. Um, and our celebrity ambassadors have been so wonderfully generous with our time, with their time to do so much more of that good media work with us. So that has been the silver lining in it, being able to harness the power of celebrity and media coverage in expanded ways. I love it. That's tremendous. And Amy, last but not least, you look back on your on 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 your life 
and you have been unfortunately in some of the darkest places that any human could be in moments and i and i've i've read your story brought me to tears moments when you didn't know if you were going to live you didn't know if you were going to see the next day you had to do things that are unspeakable to survive and in those moments amy when you had to reach down deep inside and you had to harness that inner tenacity that fire that you have to pull yourself up to survive to live to make it to see another day and on the flip side of that the conversation we're having right now the love that you have for your children, your husband, the good that you're putting back into the universe. What keeps you focused? Amy Mallon, what is your compass in life? What is your North Star? I know that one of my purposes for being here outside of being a mama to my two amazing kids is to turn my pain into a powerful way to help others. And I know that I'm really good at forming deep bonds with other human beings and showing up for them with love and kindness and support. And so living this life of purpose where I get to rally people to come together and support great causes, I know is why I'm here on this earth because I never, ever, ever give up. And with the same fire that I fought to live during situations where I thought I was not going to make it. I fight with that same fire on behalf of the causes that I care about because I want to be a change agent and I want to leave this world a better place for my kids and for every kid out there. And so I just try to do my small part every day by spreading a little bit of goodness and hopefully inspiring other people to join me. I love it. I mean, talk about talk about turning things around, talk about a comeback story, talk about taking, taking a, 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 a tragedy, a beyond awful situation and turning it into a positive. I, I applaud you. I really do. And, and kudos to you and the great work that you and your husband are doing. Uh, you're a role model. You're a true role model for your kids. And, and this is going to be your legacy to leave this place a better, leave this earth a better place than you found it. And thank I want to thank you. I want to thank you for spending time with us today. Uh, I want everyone to check out trueheart.com. Uh, where else can people find you? Where could they connect with you? Where could they learn more? Aside from trueheart.com. Yeah, if you want to keep up with our social impact campaigns, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at we are true heart, exactly as those four words are spelled. And you can check out all the good work that we're doing and hopefully have you join our community. We'd love to have you start searching with us to change the world. Awesome. Amy Mallon, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Hang with me one moment here. Everyone listening, I, I really, truly hope that that this episode hit home. I, I really want you to check out trueheart.com and see how you can make an impact as much as you can. Even a little bit each day, it makes a big difference. Uh, we'll have all the links up to Amy, to True Heart, and everything else when we post the episode. I want to thank everybody for listening and joining us today. You can find out more at thepodcast.com. Follow us on all the social media channels. Remember, Take care of each other. Look out for one another. Check in. Check in in this pandemic when we can't see people all the time. Remember to check in on your friends and family. Think about those people in your life that might be alone, that don't have anyone they could just, you know, say hi, what's up to. That's all it takes. It goes a long way. You can find us all at thepodcast.com. Look out for one another. Take care and catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Wisdom is forever. But for us, it's time to go.
thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode soon, jam-packed with more incredible humans. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing. To join the conversation, search The Pausecast on LinkedIn. And to catch up on past episodes and more info, please visit www.thepausecast.com.